0: Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. So it's pretty clear nobody decided to take my vi- my advice, including myself. Um, I tried. I tried to not care. Be like, eh, still in the playoffs. That yeah, doesn't work. It, w- it was a good, it you know, it was a good thought. ha <laughs> ha. It's true. See, that's the, it's, it's factually accurate. But when the game's on, just the brain goes off. It's like, yeah, I don't care, though, because they suck, and I'm upset about that. And look, I, I think all the proper takeaways come from the side of pessimism. So, look, I understand that from most vantage points, this wasn't that bad. Um, again, if you showed me the stats... I don't know that I'd be all that upset, even with the score necessarily. I wouldn't be super thrilled, but as I said, with the weather conditions being what they are, it kind of lends itself to being a lower score. 20 points to the Jaguars, again, not that big of a deal, which is, again, kind of weird. It seems like when the wheels fall off, they fall off much more so for the offense, but people get more mad at the defense. The offense completely just wrecked their bed. And immediately everyone says, fire Patton. Like, well... You know, <laughs> I mean, what what was the, what was the optimist score pr- prediction? 35 to 17. The defense scored maybe three more points than we expected. And we want to fire Patton. The offense scored 11 or more less points than we expected. And it's fire. I just, you know, I mean, I get it. It wasn't great, but it's just, it's just a weird thing to me, especially when your offense can't stay on the field for an extended period of time. I think that makes up for the three points when you give the Jaguars like 10 more swings at this thing. Because your offense is going three and out, you know, 70% of the time. But there's also another dynamic. I mean, there's several. But I kind of had a pretty good idea we were going to win when in the third quarter they only came away with seven. Right, when it was tied 17-17, to then we went into the fourth quarter. Why? Because the wind was in our favor in the second and fourth quarter. In the first quarter, we scored zero. It was not in our favor. In the second quarter, it was in our favor. We scored 17. Third quarter, not in our favor. Zero. Fourth quarter, in our favor. Seven. Zero points in the first and third they scored 10. 24 points in the second and fourth, they scored 10. It's not a good excuse. I'm just explaining that I felt pretty comfortable when we got out of the third. But then you look at the stats and you think, all right, Jake Luton, 18 of 35 for 169 yards, one touchdown and one pick. That's kind of garbage. So sweet. James Robinson, 23 carries, 109 yards, 4.7 yard average. That's pretty trash, especially when you know they're going to be running pretty heavy. That's garbage. But DJ Chark, 4 of 56, Keelan Cole, 5 of 47, Conley, four of forty-three, of Eifert, 2 for 15. I mean, nobody really went off. You look at the offense, Aaron Rodgers, 325 yards, 2 touchdowns, and a pick. The pick isn't great, but, uh, just, you know, 24 of 34 isn't great. But, again, 325 and 2 touchdowns isn't bad. The run game was, was trash. MVS had 149 yards and a touchdown. Devontae, 66 and a touchdown. Aaron Jones had 3 more receiving yards than rushing yards. Then you show me that Preston, Zedarius, and Preston all are in uh, Zedari, What in the world? And Gary all had a sack. Amos had a pick. I mean, I... So again, the point is, this is another... And I knew this would happen when the game ended. This is another game where if you look at the stats and the score and everything, you just kind of shrug. The problem is when you watched the game. And I honestly think Matt LaFleur kind of hit it on the head pretty well. And I think most of the fans already knew it. But it's nice hearing the coach say it. And by the way, we should just stop with the media session. Have the coach come to the podium and just say, give us your thoughts overall, and just leave it at that. Because I've never felt like a coach hated the media more in my life than, than yesterday. He was angry at every single question. They were all like backhanded, sarcastic. You know, he answered the question in a way that said, here's my answer. Also, you are a complete idiot for asking that question, and I hate you. I remember when certain people would ask questions and be like, well, he's not going to do that to like Olivia or whatever. She's a female. I mean, it's, he'll be nice. Nope, he wasn't. Certain other people where I feel like, you know, there's a general decorum. They respect certain people. Some people I know they hate. You can tell just as soon as they start talking, they're not happy. But no, he was, he was just not having it from anybody. And the main point that he, he said, and I can't decide if this is good or bad is that there's no energy on this team. And so we, you know, we can talk about, well, the stats weren't that bad. We can talk about, well, it's still a win. We can talk about, you know, MVS caught some passes and, you know, try to find positive angles. But what do you even do with a team that just doesn't care about half the games they play? And yeah, that's how I'm going to phrase it. That's how their head coach is phrasing it. So I don't care if the, if the players want, Oh, you, you don't understand. I care more about this than anything in my life. You don't play like it. I put my body on the line. Cool. You put your body on the line, and then when it's game time, you don't show up then. You put in the work, you know, when the game's not there, in the gym. But then when you're actually physically playing a game in your home stadium, this is your house. And Matt LaFleur even highlighted this. It's really upsetting that they seem to not care most at home. This is supposed to, I mean, look, bottom line, put a freaking dome on the stadium. Just put put a dome up. Today, just find find a contractor. Be like, look, I don't care. F- life flight the stupid thing in. Just drop it on there. That does not work to our advantage. I don't know if it ever really did. Maybe back in the Lombardi era when you had you know like tough guys playing football. This is not a tough guy team. When when a one in seven Jaguars team is bullying you and making you look like a bunch of punks, which is exactly what happened. Nah, cold weather ain't your thing, man. You need to get it like a nice you know let's say 71 degrees. Maybe, maybe dial it back a little bit because you guys are getting hot. I don't want you to get overheated. Maybe, maybe we'll make it like 65. Make sure there's no wind. I mean, I I, I that, that'll that fix the lack of physicality issue. Then you won't have teams coming in here and bullying us, which I, I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of because we got a lot of cold-weather games coming up and the Packers just can't handle it. we got Florida teams coming up to Wisconsin showing the Packers how to play cold-weather football. I You know, maybe they just don't care. I don't, I don't know. It's just—it's staggering to me. What 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 do you do about that? One of the one of the most—I don't know—I don't know if it's the best or worst things about. Again, I don't know. The the only reason I keep saying it's the best is because it's so easily fixable. Just give a crap, and you're a really good football team. One of the things that got me the most excited was when, some one of the reporters mentioned about that final drive, and how good did it feel to see these guys step up, and you can tell. He didn't want to say anything positive, so even when a reporter wanted to not get yelled at, so he's like, well, let's keep it light, let's talk about something positive, Matt LaFleur wanted nothing to do with it. He didn't want to say good thing. So what did he say? He said, that was the first time we came alive the whole game. And he wasn't just talking about the defense, he was talking about the sideline, and that's when it clicked in my head. The, the crowd noise, 100,000% is the reason the defense, for the Packers especially, but across the league, is not playing very well. They are feeding off of that. I've mentioned this before. When, when I was at the game against Detroit last year, Detroit would rush to the line because it took Packer fans you know, five minutes of getting revved up to start making noise, and when there was no noise, the defense couldn't do anything. When they took their time and that crowd got real loud, it was almost guaranteed to be a big play. And so what do you see? Matt LaFleur is telling us on that final drive that was the only time in this game when the sideline is up and they're screaming and they're cheering, let's go, let's go, let's go. And what do you see? A sack by Rashawn, a sack by Preston, and a a pressure by Zadarius. I guess a sack. I don't know. They counted it as a sack. Oh, no, he had a preview. Never mind. That wasn't the sack. But still, it was Zadarius got to him. So you're telling me it's as easy as our, our sideline, rather than just sitting around, if you just stand up and start cheering... And infusing some energy into this defense, we get old Zadarius back, we get old Preston back, and we get the best version of Rashawn. That's all it takes. And we won't do it. Interesting. I'm going to pay you literally millions of dollars. In some of your cases, I'm sorry to tell you, it's only hundreds of thousands of dollars. To not just play a kid's game, as Matt LaFleur phrased it yesterday. But to get excited about it, and to cheer on your teammates, something that you're taught to do in peewee, and what do they do? Nah, I don't feel like it. I'm just going to sit here and watch, or not even watch. The issue with the team is leadership. That's the only conclusion I can come to. It's not scheme. We don't need to fire Patton because of the scheme, because there's nothing wrong with the scheme. Execution, energy, caring a little bit, passion. People keep saying, this team's never going to win a Super Bowl. I don't know that that's true. They're one of the most talented teams in football. The only question is, do you feel like winning a Super Bowl? Do you feel like caring? And I I mean, it's amazing because the more you think about it, the more this all makes sense. They didn't show up for a Jaguars game. They don't feel the passion or the energy. Why do they play better typically against better teams? I know Tampa Bay is is a decent team that they didn't show up for. They probably didn't expect to get smacked in the mouth like they did. And that's the other really frustrating thing that that I think goes on that has been happening with this team since before Lafleur. When things start going bad, they start pouting. Now, it didn't happen last year, which was weird. That was the one thing that was like, wow, this is that's what made this team so different. They kept their foot on the gas. And that was largely the energy brought by the defense. But this year, it feels like old school Mike McCarthy Packer. We tried, we went three and out, and now we're going to start pouting. Dude, the the game literally just started. I'm, I'm sitting here on this podcast trying to talk to Packers fans about, come on guys, that's ridiculous, you know, you, you gotta relax, it's the first quarter, you can't be acting like, I mean, you're, you're sounding ridiculous, the freaking players are doing it! How am I gonna lecture 17-year-old fans when you got veteran Aaron Rodgers who's pouting in the first quarter, come on! Why shouldn't fans pout? Why Why should, you know, and, and then they get up to the podium and, and act like, oh, you, you silly fans, you don't understand football and how it really works. Oh, the media, you guys just say things you don't actually understand, dude. No offense. I feel like you don't understand. You're giving up in the first quarter. I mean, I'm I'm just, I'm tired of the first quarter didn't go well. I'm going to pout for two quarters, and then we're going to give it the old college try in the fourth, and it worked this time because it's the Jaguars. Their offense was so unbelievably bad. Somebody had mentioned to me, I think on Twitter or whatever, you know, we're basically getting bailed out by how horrible this quarterback is, and that's true. I don't know how many times they just didn't convert on thirds because it was just a horrible pass. A halfway... Con- I mean, if it was Gardner Minshew, we lose this game. But it's just, you know... I mean, Matt LaFleur said everything you need to know. Nobody showed up. There was no energy. And I... You know, the the media, the guys that were there, kept trying to get to the core of whose job is that. And Matt just kept saying, well, it's all of our job. No, dude, come on now. I'm putting that square on the head of guys like Aaron Rodgers and Zadarius Smith and Devontae At- And look, there's a lot of real low-key guys on this team. Somebody's got to step up and be something different. And I know a lot of these guys are kind of like, they're really good leaders when things are going well. That's the best way, I, you know, Zadarius and those guys, they have so much fun when things are going well. But who's the guy that steps up when things are going bad and guys are pouting and they're like, I don't want to hear it, get out of my face. Somebody's got to be tough, not just everybody's buddy. I mean, Rodgers is kind of tough, but he's more passive aggressive. He's going to go pout, he's going to, you know, get out of my face, you moron, you did something wrong, right? He's not like Russ, who's going to go and get all rah-rah on the sideline. I know he had a bad day, but that is a difference between the two. Devontae is not a rah-rah guy. He's very low-key, keeps to himself. Aaron Jones and Jamal, really good dudes, not going to get in somebody's face. Bakhtiari, not going to get in somebody's face. Good dude, great teammate, good friend, not going to get in somebody's face. Defensively, again, Zadarius, everybody's buddy. He's Uncle Z, right? He's just, you know, when things are going well, he's, he's, he's somebody everybody can look up to. But is he going to get in your face if you're not doing your job? No, he's not. Preston's not. Rashawn certainly isn't. He's still a young guy. Amos isn't. Kirksey, real nice dude, real good guy. He's not getting in somebody's face. And look, maybe it would be nice if if Petten would do it, but there has to be buy-in. It's it's one thing to just scream it, guys. It's another thing to have somebody that you respect and that you trust say, this isn't good enough. Maybe Petten needs to be that guy. I don't know. Somebody's got to do it and nobody's doing it. Nobody's holding each other accountable. Nobody is simply saying, this isn't good enough. I mean it just it's it's so reminiscent of twenty eighteen to me where I mean at least now when things are good guys celebrate a little bit, unlike you know, yesterday when Zedarius got a sack and nobody would celebrate with him. I'm sure they just forgot, but it's again it's like they're not even in celebrate mode. Usually that's just right away. Like when I get a pick, run to that stupid camera. I don't know why, but that's like a thing. When we get a sack, like ooh let's do that dance we practice Sidereus got a sack, and everyone's just like, all right, let's get off the field now. It didn't even occur to anybody. Hey, let's celebrate. It never occurred. Not anybody on the team. Everybody walked off except Z. And he just laughed about it, like, oh, you made me look stupid. Oh, you guys, come on. We practiced the dance. You were supposed to sit in my lap like a baby, and I was going to rock you and cuddle you. I don't know what they were actually doing, but it looks stupid. It's always stupid. The point is, again, when things are going well, they know how to lead. Nobody knows how to lead when things are going poorly. Matt LaFleur's a great coach when things are going well. Mike Pettin's a great coach when things are going well. Sidarius is a great leader when things are going well. Rodgers is a great leader when things are going well. When he's smiling, hey, it's all great, and everyone gets the signal from his teeth that, hey, we can all play well now. We can all be happy. We don't have to hide in our shell in fear of Aaron Rodgers going on a rampage. It's all good. He's smiling. Jamal's dancing. It's all good. Again, the the biggest takeaway, and it's shocking to me, at the end of the game is the first time the sideline came alive and the defense just wrecked the offense. That's all they need. That's all they need. All Zedarius and Preston and Rashawn needs is for the offense and the defense not playing to stand up on your feet and cheer. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's all they're asking for. And you won't do it. That's baffling to me. I mean, that's just not how this... I mean, you you kind of understand it from a standpoint of like, that's just not how we do things, right? It's kind of awkward if everyone's sitting around and you're just like jumping up and down acting like, I don't know, it's just kind of weird, man. Like nobody else is doing it. I don't know what to do. Like in school, if the teacher was just like, all right, guys, we're going to sing a song together. Ready? One, two, three. Nobody's going to be singing. And if anybody does, it's very low very quiet because i don't want to be singing like loud where everybody can hear my voice like i'll 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 tuck in behind everybody else so nobody can really hear me we all just hear each other singing we'll just but nobody knows nobody wants to get started but again i don't care find a way we got the answer we know the remedy we know what the issue is it's not it's not the wind it's an excuse okay it's hard to throw that's true So Rodgers can't throw quite as effectively. So what should we do in that instance? I know what we'll do. We'll run the ball. So what do we need if we're going to run the ball? We need the offensive line to play in the trenches and play violent physical football and push the Jaguars, who are not a good football team. They don't have a good defensive line. Push them out of the way so Aaron Jones has somewhere to run. The offensive line didn't. They got out-muscled. Cool, guys. Couldn't all game. All game. There was nothing there. We really needed... The offensive line to play well. And look, I we keep hearing about this best offensive line in football. I, you know, Elton Jenkins is this elite football player. Corey Lindsley is elite. David Bakhtiari is elite. Billy Turner is elite. Everybody's elite. But yet we can't push the Jaguars out of the way. Interesting. Not even a little bit. Not even once in a while. Not even occasionally we win. No, every single play they won. Every time. Occasionally on a pitch to the outside, we ran around to the outside. Or he slipped for a couple through the mid I just it was it was just it was pathetic. This was a game that needed to be fought in the trenches. It took big boys to play big boy football, the Jaguars did and we didn't. And so that's that's the good news, bad news of it. We know exactly what the issue is. It's not free agents, it's not the GM's fault. The GM does not need to get us more players. We don't need more players. We have all the players we need. We don't need Will Fuller to save us from this game. That doesn't change anything. We don't need to draft a wide receiver or a linebacker or a defensive tackle. We need the guys we have to play better. Drafting a linebacker isn't suddenly going to make Zadarius Preston, and Rashan play football. If our defensive line isn't doing their job and keeping our linebackers clean, guess what? It doesn't matter if we draft a linebacker. If we draft a defensive tackle and our linebackers don't do their job and actually fill the holes but instead keep standing back, Blake Martinez style, I'm just going to stand here and wait for you to run to me, and then I'm going to tackle you going backwards. So it's an automatic six yards every time you run the ball, unless the defensive line can beat a double team and drag you down. There isn't one thing we can plug in here and fix this. There is one thing that can fix this, but I'm not talking about a player. It's passion. And that's again, that's the good news, bad news. We know what the issue is. It is fixable, and we can go out and win a Super Bowl. Real simple. Care. Show up to the Jaguars game as though it's the Super Bowl and play that way. So, look, everything I said is true. A win is a win. It doesn't impact our ability to get into the playoffs. What matters is when they get there, they need to be playing better. I'd like to assume that we know that they're just not going to lay an egg, but they do when they get into the playoffs all the time, like last year. I don't think anybody's even going to try. I I would love for anybody on that Packers team to try to lie to me and say that that was their best effort. That was the absolute best that they could possibly do. No, it isn't. I don't know why it wasn't your best, whether you mentally weren't at your best, or physically weren't at your best, or emotionally weren't at your best. That was not you at your best. You didn't do everything you could do to make sure you mentally and physically were at your best for that game. And it's not the 49ers. It's not because they're really good. It's just the fact that you didn't show up. We won this game despite the fact that you didn't show up. And I'm not saying everybody. I'm sure there are some guys who, who I mean, MVS seemed to have a pretty good day. Devonte didn't. I mean, you want to give him a little bit of slack. It's like, well, he got hit pretty hard. He would have hung on to pretty much all those balls under different circumstances. He got out-muscled on that first one. He got hit and dropped it on the second one. And on that fumble, I mean, it, he barely bumped the ball. Again, this is this is mentally just not being there. And I, I know Matt LaFleur said he's going through some stuff. Maybe his mind is on his injury, and he's really just struggling, and it's it just it takes some of that mental power away from how you should be holding a football as you're running down the field. Instead of having it super loose so when the guy goes in for a tackle and barely brushes the ball with his hand as he goes to bring you down, it pops the ball out. You got it kind of, you know, high and tight. But again, it's just it's minor mental lapses where it's just you, your brain isn't engaged 100%. You're just kind of halfway going at it. The fact of the matter is we have an elite quarterback that's sometimes playing at 60%. We've got an elite wide receiver who I just said, I think, yesterday, this is the one guy that just doesn't have bad days. Well, there you go. I had to open my mouth. MVS, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm really, i I got to be honest, and I, I'm glad some of you are really excited about him. I'm really tired of every time he decides to show up, we got to hear how he's a legit number two wide receiver. He shows up twice, maybe three times a year, every year. I'm super glad he did. I'm super glad he deserves all the credit in the world for being one of the only guys that actually decided to show up today or yesterday kudos to him for that we needed somebody to be a spark for this team but it's just you know he's not going to be there next week Tanya is hit or miss i mean i have a hard time being mad at billy turner both of those penalties looked kind of flimsy to me but the entire offensive line again at least in the run game where are you you can't win like sometimes you can't win like 50 percent of the time kenny clark we don't we don't you know one of the real frustrating things that i kept seeing was Rashawn Gary has one move, and it's real good, but it's it's two. Either run around the outside or run through the guy. He doesn't ever try to come to the inside, but that kind of makes sense, and I think they do that on purpose because they're real worried about sealing the edge, and if you stunt to the inside or twist to the inside or whatever, I'm not talking about actually stunting whatever, you know, whatever. They don't want to let anybody get to the outside, and it it dawned on me, and I think Jennings kind of highlighted it as well. These guys are winning around the outside, but the quarterback can step up. There's no pressure on the inside. Where's this five billion dollar man, Kenny Clark, and why can't he ever get any push up the middle? I mean, I, I can rag on Kingsley, Kiki, and Montrevious, too, but I'm a little less concerned with those guys who currently are grading out higher than, than Kenny Clark than I am about Kenny Clark. You know, Zedarius, where, where's Zedarius? Where's Rashawn? Where's Preston? Where's Kenny? Where's Savage? Amos did get a pick, so I'll give him that credit. I don't know what he did the rest of the game, but kudos. Again, we we have the guys. It's not about free agents. I mean I'll I'll take it. I'll take better players all day long. I mean on days when there's when there's bad days, sometimes it takes a guy to kind of step up and, and spark things. And the more talent you have, the more likely it is somebody's going to step up. But ultimately that isn't the issue. And and at, you know, at the end of the day, as much as I say when it's game time, the players need to step, step up and be leaders, the coaches are ultimately the 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 ones that set the tone for what this team is. And I've been talking about this for a long time. Matt LaFleur is a real good coach in terms of his scheme, in terms of fixing the locker room and bringing everybody together as friends. But that has drawbacks. It's a real laid-back environment. And that kind of brought everybody together. But it also means on game day, everybody's still laid back. And there's, there's drawbacks to everything. I mean, look, the Jaguars played with with intensity because that's the kind of team that they are. They're violent. They also hate their team and don't want to be there and are on Twitter saying, I don't want to be here. I hate this team. Please, somebody come trade for me to get me out of here. There's drawbacks, right? Uh, Matt Patricia in Detroit is kind of a, a no-nonsense leader. Everybody hates it there, but that's that's their job, right? And, and at the end of the day, on, on one hand, I'm looking at it I'm saying, okay, so Mike Patton isn't the problem schematically, right? The scheme is working. The guys aren't playing for him, though. I still think you got to let him go. Here's why. Every defensive coordinator knows how to run a scheme. Every defensive coordinator knows how to, how to draw up something on a, a third and two. He's not the only guy that understands defense schematically. It's not about that anymore. It's about getting the best out of your players. And he is just doing the worst job of that I think I've ever seen. Because we know the potential of Zadarius and Preston and Rashawn and Kenny. Heck, Kirksey, who I've even said for a long time, he's never really been that good. But he's always been a lot better than he's been with us. Blake, elite player once he left, he definitely didn't get the best. I mean, I, I said it before, Dom, he was really good under Dom. He's not getting the best out of Blake. Well, maybe he's not the kind of linebacker. Well, yeah, maybe. Is Zadarius the kind of edge rusher you want? Because you handpicked him, and he's not doing a good job. Amos, having the worst year of his entire career. Savage, I, I can't help but feel like, I mean, Savage and Rashawn, are they bad picks, or do you just not know how to get the best out of your guys? Because something tells me if Rashawn goes to a couple other places, I, I would be willing to bet if, if Rashawn Gary went to Minnesota, Zimmer would know what to do with him. Rashawn Gary is very similar to um, Daniel Hunter. We've been hearing that since forever. So, okay, you don't want to fire Petten, that's great. He needs to figure something out. His goal now isn't to teach his guys scheme anymore. His goal is to make his guys violent, angry, mean. Because if you're going to mess up a play, mess it up being a wild man. Violently mess up a play. I would rather you be aggressive and miss than play passive and just let guys get eight yards. Now, if you shoot into the backfield and you, you know, hit the running back and just kind of grab him but miss the tackle, I'll take that. It's not good enough, but it's better than you just hanging back and waiting for him to run to you. How many years have I been complaining about that? Just go get him for the love of all things. Please, please go get him. They're so scared of making a mistake. And maybe that's a coaching issue. They're so scared of just giving up the big play that they're willing to give up the small plays. And that's a defensive philosophy in general, but it also works on a micro level. The reason that he got five yards instead of zero yards is because he didn't want to charge in and miss. He wanted to hang back, make sure that he was there in a position to grab him and drag him down. Dude, forget that. Go get him. Swarm. Attack. Please. Please. And again, I mean, what happened when at the end of the game they just cut him loose? Everybody's excited. Everybody's jacked up, and there was no concern anymore about set the edge. Forget the edge. Go get 'em. What happened? Boom, boom, boom. One, two, three. Rashawn got him. Preston got him. Zedarius got him out of bounds, at least. I mean, just just from a statistical standpoint, what are the odds that the four times that they get to the quarterback, three of them are on the last series, the last you know drive? Not even drive, the, the series, set of downs, whatever. Statistically, what are the chances? It's very close to zero. That's not a coincidence. That's a team that has more in them that they're holding back. It's in there. Rashawn has it, Zedarius has it, Preston has it. They're holding it back, and I don't know why. The only thing I can think is they're scared of making mistakes, but the problem is they're doing things to try to mitigate mistakes, and they're still making the mistakes. So who cares anymore? Stop being scared. Go out and violently make mistakes. You're you're, you're choosing not to make a play so that you can hold the edge, and you still give up the edge. So who cares? You're still messing it up. You're not going to hold the edge. You're going to give it up anyways. You're not in the right spot. So what was that, Oren Burks? It just, it just baffled me. You know, on on, on the rare time in which there's nowhere to go and you got Oren Burks coming free and there's nobody there and he just has to hold the edge. He's not being blocked. And he's in way too tight. He's up along the offensive line and the running back runs around him. You had the easiest job in the history of the world. Hold the edge. He couldn't do it. He went in tight to the offensive line to make a tackle. The running back did a slight little juke to the outside and ran right around him. There's nowhere for him to go. He's completely bottled up. Don't let him run around you. And he comes in way too tight and lets him run around him. (laughs) It's just unbelievable so again you're not gonna do your job anyways you're not gonna do it right so just play reckless play reckless get a couple big plays and let's feed off of that I mean obviously there's there's no time for uh for breaks or anything it just this is just what it is again I you know I know people all well, it's ridiculous you guys are mad Packer fans you're always mad even when you win it's it's not about I'm not mad Again, win, lose, or draw doesn't change the equation at all. Nothing changed today from yesterday before the game. Everything that happened in this game, we already knew about the team. So that doesn't change anything. I, how many times have I told you on this podcast, you, want to, you sit here and act like I didn't know this could happen. How many times have I said the statement, this is a team that can beat anyone, it's also a team that can lose to anyone. That's the identity of this team. There isn't a single game on this schedule in which you can put a pin in it and say, I know they're going to win, or I know they're going to lose. Some of you will try, especially the pessimists. There's no way we're beating that team. Of course there's a way we can beat that team. Of course there's a chance. At their best? Are you kidding? There's nobody on the schedule that the Packers at their best can't beat. There's nobody on the schedule that at their worst they can't lose to. And and we heard it from Matt LaFleur. It just comes down to show up and care. Show up with a little bit of energy. And, and yeah, as he said, it's staggering that they have less energy at home. I don't know if it's on the way out there they can start getting each other hyped up and you know they got time together whereas when they're at home, you know, they got to maybe quarantine and stay away from each other. I don't know what the protocols are, but these guys aren't getting each other hyped up. So they're coming out to the field cold, mentally, emotionally, physically cold. I'm not talking about the temperature. I'm talking about they're not warmed up. They're not amped up. They're not ready to go. They're just going through the motions. It's another day at work, another day at the office. Somebody's got a case of the Sundays. And I feel like there's there's ways around that. I mean, t- talk to your guys. T- tell me what's going on. What is it going to take to get you amped up? What, what are the challenges you're facing? Well, it's just weird. You come out, there's no cheering fans. Like I figure it out. Get in the locker room before the game. Get amped up. Get the music cranked up so loud that they can hear it in the other locker room. That we can hear it while they're talk while well, you know, while we're looking at the field, listening to Troy Aikman spew vomit. There's like, what is that noise? Do you guys hear that? It sounds like music is blaring from the locker room. I, I, what 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 would be the reason not to? Well, guys, want to get in their own headspace? Forget your headspace. Your headspace sucks. You're getting in my headspace now. I don't care if you guys start a mosh pit in here. I don't care what you want to call it. I'm happy if you guys get in each other's face and start a brawl. Good, now we're ready. Get out there. At least it's passion. I, I don't know, man. I'm just spitballing, Matt. I'm just throwing out some ideas. Again, it's too buddy-buddy. Like, well, I want to let the guys get in their own space and do their own thing. Their own thing sucks. Aaron Rodgers sitting at his, his locker listening to Coldplay. He's not fired up. or Whatever 90s playlist. It's 90s. Who gets fired up listening to what is that stupid band that he likes so much? It's like this slow, just. I mean, if he wants to listen to that stuff, smoking pot after the game, you you kind of get it, cause that's what that music is made for. You don't listen to that before a game. So I'm, I'm required. Nobody's allowed to listen to headphones, cause I don't know what's in there. It needs to be approved by the team. Otherwise, we got our own music. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. How? I don't know. It seems, it seems like at least something. Seems like a fairly decent fix. We're playing really loud music, and you're going to get up. And I want the leaders to get up and get in people's faces. Walk around and start smacking people. Literally, physically hitting them, pushing them. You're going to get up. You're going to get angry. You're going to get motivated. People from the outside walking into this locker room during pregame are going to think we're doing some kind of a BC death cult ritual or something. Because it's dark, and it's scary, and it's violent. I mean, I'm I'm not letting you take the field until I see some energy. Period. Figure it out. I don't care what you do. You guys figure it out. Get a track. Get a playlist. I pay you millions of dollars. Yeah, I get to pick your music for you. Matter of fact, I'm picking your movies. You're going home, and you're watching 300 tonight. That's your assignment. You go to the gym, then you go watch 300. And then when we get in the locker room, you take turns kicking each other in the chest. Again, just spitballing, man. All I know is whatever you're doing sucks, and it's not working. And, I, and I, I'm primarily coming at it from the standpoint of the coaches because I feel like there's a lot same thing with Matt. No offense, big dog, but there's a whole lot of energy after the game in the press conference about how there's no energy. Where's the energy prior to? Maybe you're doing all – I don't know. Maybe you're doing all this. Figure something out because at this point you need to spend less time scheming because that's fine. That's on point. You got the scheme, man. You're, you're, you guys got it down. Mike Pettin, there's nothing you don't know. You've been uh, you've been doing this defensive stuff since what the the mid 90s. You you got this thing so wrapped up, coaching outside linebackers and I mean defensive coordinator, head coach. You know all this stuff inside and out, man. You need to dedicate a lot more time to figuring out how to get your guys juiced up. That's it. That's your job. That's all you got to do this next week. I know you got a lot of long hours sitting around, and 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 I understand the mentality of I shouldn't have to do that, but you got to get over that because you do have to do that. That is part of your job. Oh, I got a I got a busy schedule ahead of me trying to figure out how to scheme this and that and we got to work on this guy and how are we going to block this guy? It's, it's not a, I get it. I 100% get it. But I'll take your scheme at 75% and the players at 100% way before I take your scheme at 100% and the players at 75%. One of those scenarios is a is a blowout victory. One of those scenarios is an embarrassing loss. You're going to have to dedicate some time to figuring out how to get your guys amped up before a game and during a game. That's that's I, I It's a weird conversation to have, but it's not a bad one. We have the team. We have the players. People want to get mad at Gutekunst. Why? Well, he's done such a bad job. What, was Zadarius? Was that a good pick or a bad pick? We're really going to blame Brian Gutekunst for Zedarius? Well, no, 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 it's not Zedarius, but what about Rashawn? That was a terrible... How do you know? How do you know it was a bad pick? Maybe he's a great player like Zadarius is. Savage was a bad pick. I don't know. Maybe he's a great player, like Amos was before he came here. How do you know? We don't know what they are at their best. And the, and the thing that really bothers me is 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 especially with guys like Rashawn because he came in with that energy. We see, you know, the the the, the workouts and the training, and you know, even coming out of college. I mean, he's just insanely loyal. I mean, there, there was that game. What was it, Michigan against Michigan State, and he didn't play in that game. But they went out and they were with their cleats like carving up the Michigan State logo and all that stuff. And it started like a big brawl. And he was talking about how he wanted to be out there. And he was so upset he wasn't out there to fight with his guys. That's where he came from. That's the mentality he came from. And he came in here with that mentality. And now he's like a, a vested veteran. Like, ah, just chill out, man. You made it to the big leagues, man. I don't want the garbage that's going on in Green Bay to rub off on Rashawn Gary. He's got a great thing. On top of being a physical freak, he's got a great work ethic. He's got a great mentality that is pretty violent. And no, he's not going to step up as a leader. That shouldn't be on him. The leaders need to step up and, and get the best out of them. Whatever's happening is rubbing off on all the guys. Because there was way too much regression going on. So, you know, again, I, I can't be too mad about 20 points, but at the same time, where was the pass rush all day until the last... Second? I mean, this. What what I think we learned is that this game should have easily been like thirty eight to to three, maybe we'll call it seven. Let's say that that fluky punt was returned, and that was their only points of the game. Because I I think this this defense, if it was twenty eighteen at their best, this Jaguars team doesn't get even halfway down the field. They couldn't do a single thing. That quarterback is horrible. Maybe I guess they could run a little bit. I just I don't know. I mean that that's that's the only takeaway that I think anybody can have at this point. I mean, if you want to get super, this team is trash. Okay, whatever. Again, I, I'll go down the go down the list. Show me the team that isn't trash. You're left with basically the Chiefs, who did get beat pretty badly by the the Raiders, who are a bad team. This isn't about unique. They're not unique in that they have challenges. Every single team in the entire NFL has challenges. It's a question of what your challenges are and how to fix them. Right? If this was a Bears podcast, I'd be screaming about something else. If it was a Seahawks podcast, I'd be screaming about something else. Every single team has something to be disappointed about. Even the Steelers. They're undefeated, but there are times when it's like, dude, this isn't good enough. You, you Playing like this is not going to be good enough. But that's that's their problem to figure out. Everybody has things that if they rear their head at the wrong time is going to translate to a loss in the playoffs or Super Bowl. There's no team that has it just perfectly figured out. The question is, what are the challenges of the Packers, and what do you do to fix them? The challenge with the Packers, for some reason, is a lack of energy. And everybody can feel it. And this predates Matt LaFleur. As much as it's his job, you know it does. That was the biggest issue. I've never seen it as bad as it was in 2018. It was so bad, they'd score touchdowns and walk off without celebrating. So there's something deeply rooted in this team. I don't know if it's that Aaron Rodgers is the leader of the team, and that still rubs off. I mean, that's Aaron Rodgers and Devontae or whatever and that kind of is, is still in them a little bit, and nobody else is going to step up. I'm not sure exactly what it is. But again, we know the issue. And, and the real upsetting thing is the players know. The players know. And they've been told. This isn't new. Matt LaFleur's talked about this several times, so you know he talks to the players about it. Look, all you got to do is care when you show up. And they're like, mm. Or they care, or they think they care. They think they're amped up. They think they're ready to go. And then they go three and out, and it's like, I don't care anymore. I don't like this. Right? Rodgers gets mad. He starts screaming at people. Everyone gets sad. Why are you yelling at me? I didn't do anything wrong. I don't know. Again, I'm just just throwing it out there. I don't know what the issue is. But it's kind of ridiculous that we can't get something like, hey, please start caring, figured out. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of as though what you see in the outward sense of being physically outmanned against the Jaguars, like in the trenches losing, it's the same thing mentally. This is a really talented team that is physically soft and mentally soft. If you don't like that, I don't care. Fix it. Stop being it, and people will stop saying it. You got the announcement. I wasn't even mad. People were kind of getting huffy about Jennings. I don't think he said one thing that was wrong. It wasn't like Aikman, who's just saying nonsense. I thought Jennings was trashing the Packers a lot, and everything he said was true. Anyways, I got to get out of here. Congrats to David Bakhtiari on getting a giant contract. Probably could have spent more time doing that. But, I mean, let, let let's let's make today what it is, reflecting on yesterday. It's a win. The Packers are legitimately one of the best teams in football. How do I know? Look at the record. Seahawks just fell, you know, because they are they have issues. <laughs> are they a good team? Yeah. Are they dangerous? Yeah. Could they get in the playoffs and knock the Packers out? Yeah. Do they have serious issues? Yes. Well, the Rams are real good. I know, I thought that a long time ago too, and then they went through a patch of being garbage and getting beat by trash teams. Well, the Cardinals are good. Yeah, they are. They're very good, except when they're not. The Bills are real good, except when they suck. It's every team! But this is the issue with the Packers. Everybody else can figure out their own issues. Packers are a seven-win team. I am happy with that. I'm not just being pouty to be pouty. I acknowledge what good is, but I also acknowledge that this is a ridiculous issue to have. Because there's really no fixing it. I mean, if you don't fix it, there's no fixing the team. There's nothing. I mean, again, the GM can't do anything. Talent doesn't fix this. We're going to stuff more people on there that are good, good at what? The point is, when they get on the field, they're not good, right? That's the whole point. So we might as well not even have a GM. It doesn't matter. We don't need to draft anybody. I mean, we will just to put somebody on the field when the old guys leave. But, I mean, what's, what's the point? Paid Kenny because it's the smart thing to do. The GM did his job. Now we got to get the best out of Kenny. Where's that? The GM wasn't wrong in signing Kenny. But my goodness. What a joke. Anyways, i, I got to go. Shout out to Fred Kurt Kerstetter because he asked me to. Otherwise, you folks have a good day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.